Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hi there, this is Mark Sorrell with Plan Vision, and I'm back again with Ian Faber uh, of Faber Tax. And uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, something that I, I occasionally see on some blogs and some postings for American expats, and it's whether or not um, an American expat should claim the foreign income exclusion to fund an IRA or even a 401k plan if they potentially do some freelance work or make some individual income uh, abroad. So I was kind of curious to get um, Ian's opinion on this. And um, so first of all, um, Ian, how you doing? Very good. How are you doing, Mark? Good, thanks. So let me just clarify my question for you and make sure that we're on the same page. Every once in a while, I'll see somebody post, um, you know, somewhere in a blog or a Facebook group, the notion that instead of claiming the foreign income exclusion limit or exception and not paying any U.S. taxes, that they actually should claim a portion of their foreign income has taxable income to the U.S. to make a contribution to an IRA or make a contribution to a 401k plan. So I just wanted to chat with you about this for a moment and get your reaction to that on, you know, kind of the pros and cons of that. And if you generally see that very much or what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic. Um, it's an interesting topic that of, of things that, you know, for someone who's abroad that, that might be over for only a couple of years or a temporary, temporary experience that they want to continue their contributions into a retirement receive the benefits and do those things. So it is something that's a very common in, in today's day and age where that, that's becoming more and more popular. The, the biggest issue that comes into play when you're, when you're looking at that is, is the, the exclusion and the requirements that you have to meet in order to actually contribute into a, a, you know, a, a, a retirement plan from a, a U.S. perspective. Okay. Um, one of the big keys when you're, when you're looking at uh, making those type of, you know, whether it's a, a, a deductible contribution or a non-deductible or even into a, like a Roth IRA contribution or something like that is one of the requirements is that you have to show earned income and you would sit there and a lot of times this is it kind of you you are working you are showing an earned, earned income but the way the tax calculation works is is that when you you report your earnings on your on your line seven of your form 1040 you then claim the exclusion which then eliminates or offsets those those earned earnings um, on from a tax perspective and by not having those earned earnings you then don't qualify to make those contributions okay so just so we're clear i make fifty thousand dollars abroad i take the the exclusion i claim it which essentially wipes away the fifty thousand exactly okay but if i want to fund an ira I say, no, I'm going to go ahead and actually claim five, 10, 15, $20,000 has taxable income in the U S correct. Unfortunately, the claim of the foreigner income exclusion, it's, it's more or less an all or nothing kind of oh, claim. Okay. You can't make that, you can't make that elective um, where I want to just leave a, a certain portion here 
just enough to make that contribution into the, uh, the retirement account or whatnot. Unfortunately, it's not elective that way. Um, there oh, so are, it's, it's not an all or nothing. Or no. it is an all or nothing, excuse me. Yes, it is. It, it absolutely is. There is no, okay. there's no uh, portion there. Now, there are certain areas where if you work back and forth between countries, you know, spend time in the U.S., you could basically source a, a portion of your earnings as U.S. and still show that earned income amount to claim a deduction there. Okay. Um, now, there's, there's different factors and there's different attributes that come into play and, and consequences for doing that. Something like that could drive a, a taxable item on the U.S. side, which kind of then is kind of counterintuitive to exactly what you're doing anyway. Sure, sure. In. Um, so you have to be very careful with that um, from a, you know, making that, that situation. And, and also in a lot of cases, you know, many people, there might be a, a little work here back and forth or visiting family. And, you know, it's not really if you're, if you're there and your job's there in the, the foreign location, you don't really have that flexibility to create that, that, that U.S. source earnings to allow for that. So it's something that it, it, it's in rare cases, in certain cases that you can do that, but it's more or less very rare. It's, it's, it's an all okay. or less. Yeah. So really, if I'm making 70, 75, 80, $80,000 a year, and I just want to fund a Roth IRA, I got to claim the whole thing. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What if, I think I know the answer to this, but what if I have a job making 75,000? Well, maybe I don't know the answer to this. I have a job making 75,000, but I work on the side. I make another $10,000 on my own or through another corporation. Is that carved out and can I handle that separately? Or as far as the filing is concerned, it's still all or nothing. It, it definitely, it, it, it's, it's still an all or nothing kind of situation. Now it does, again, it comes back to where you're actually physically working. So if you're doing some, some consulting or freelance work and you're actually doing that back in the U.S. while you're traveling back and forth, you know, that still can be considered a U.S. source and that potential there could be there. Another, another aspect of this, um, when you're looking at um, mm -hmm. the, it, it's, it's very important to look from a global perspective. Um, when you look very centric into one country, you can lose the, uh, you know, the overall benefit because the interaction between the two countries. And what I mean there by, by saying that is, is that, you know, you're going to, if you're looking to make it, make a contribution in or take a deduction from a U.S. perspective, um, from a, to a retirement account or something like that, mm -hmm. you also need to consider the, the, your local country's rules. You might not get that deduction on the, from a, a U, uh, from the local country. So in essence, you're, you're, you're making that contribution in, but still paying a, a tax liability in, in the local country. So you kind of really, that pre-tax notion is really kind of lost based on the interaction between yeah. the two countries' uh, um, tax rules. So it's not always the best, best you know, you'll definitely, it's very important to look from a global perspective. So this is probably a, almost even a dense question. If I'm making $70,000 and I live in a country and I decide that, you know what, I'm just going to claim this as U.S., income, I'm going to pay taxes as if I'm in the U.S., right? I'm going to, you know, go through that process. I'm also paying taxes on whatever their tax rate is at that time. In other words, am I kind of double taxing myself? It definitely could be a consequence. Um, now, I mean, you're, you're, it's, that would be an extreme case. Um, obviously, a contribution into a retirement, whether it be 5500 or 6,000 or, you know, the catch up uh, uh, contributions. And so you are talking, you know, a lower, but in those cases, you know, you, you want to avoid that and manage that process. You know, I, I don't, 
wouldn't say it's, it's absolutely a double taxation in the current year, but over a course of a time, time period, it definitely could be a double taxation because in essence, you sit here and if you make this contribution and on from a U.S. Uh, perspective, take a deduction, a pre-tax contribution in, but pay the, you know, the tax yeah. from a, a host country perspective, you're basically paying tax now. And then, you know, when you actually start taking the distributions out in retirement, you'll start paying a U.S. tax on those, those amounts as well. So in essence, you really then do pay a double tax in situations like that. So that's something you have to monitor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, be aware of um, from that perspective. How are, so a second part of this is how are, again, I, I think I kind of know where you're going to answer this, but if I'm just a freelancer, a contractor, and I work in another part of the world, my income is no different than whether or not I'm working for an employer. It's still treated the same. Uh, it's, it's income in that host country. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There, I mean, there's the various different, diff different countries have different rules on how they tax, tax uh, income like that. Some there's, you know, here in the U S you know, we basically, you have your earned your income, your revenue, less any expenses yep. that you incur. And then you're, you're taxed on that net. Um, in certain countries, there's, you know, um, you know, kind of a standard deduction when it comes to, uh, you know, a freelance or self-employed kind of situations. Others do take it to the same level as what the U.S. does as a, you know, every expense is included. But in essence, you and when you're in that host location or that host country, that foreign country, you go by their rules as well on, on situations like that. Yeah. So if I'm a successful freelancer and I live in Germany uh, and I want to do a 401k plan, then I need to, I mean, I need to at least be here for half the year or part of the year in order to do that. True. Or, uh, or I need, or I need to have, you know, make greater than a hundred thousand in income, like more than a hundred thousand income in order to do a 401k a solo 401k type situation. Is that, Absolutely. And a lot of times what it, the advice that I give also is, you know, an individual's intention comes into a lot of play into a play here quite a bit as well. Um, you know, obviously the U S trailing considerations is, is very important to be aware of and to think about, but I also that global perspective is very important as well, where you have to look at the rules in the, in, in the host host location, the, the foreign country and see what the benefits are there. Um, quite honestly, if your intention is to, you know, be in that country for a long term, yeah. long term period, you might want to look at what opportunities are, are available locally for those, you know, pre-tax benefits and and contributing into plans that are local as well. And that's a very important perspective to have. OK, but the the broader question of whether or not Amer an American abroad should not claim the foreign income exclusion merely to fund a Roth or an IRA. My, you know, my, my thought on that is it just kind of doesn't make sense from what I can tell, unless there's something else out there that I'm missing. That's a, it's a fabulous question. And in certain cases, it can very make, very much make a lot of sense not to claim the, the foreign earned income. Exclusion. Okay. In certain, so the, the foreign earned income exclusion is an elected exclusion. Um, it's, sure. it's elected, um, there's not a formal election. You just kind of claim it and then you make that election on your return to claim the exclusion. So it is something that you can choose whether yay or nay to, to 
to claim on your return. Now, the key that comes into play, um, it really is driven. So if you don't choose the, to elect the exclusion, you are very much able to use foreign tax credits. So if you're in a country where you're paying tax locally, paying tax at a either equal to or greater uh, uh, rate than you would in the U.S., mm-hmm. you have tax credits that are available to you. Those credits can be used to offset your U.S. tax li- liability, basically on a dollar-to-dollar basis. So if you're in a country where there's foreign tax credits available, you absolutely can uh, you know, not claim the exclusion or revoke the exclusion. Okay. Use those credits. And the way the calculation works is, since you're not claiming the exclusion, you are showing a net, net earned income, which would allow you to make those contributions into a Roth or a traditional IRA. Now, I put a big disclosure on this. This is it's very, very <laughs> important to realize that when you make that decision on you know, not electing the exclusion or revoking the exclusion, that you can't then reelect for f- up to five years. So you'd have okay. to not elect for you have to you would have to go and utilize only foreign tax credits for a five year period at the minimum. And what that what the issue there comes into play is is that say you if you're in a higher taxing jurisdiction you utilize those credits and then you move to to the UAE where they have zero tax. If you're in that window of five years, then you lose, you don't, you're not able to claim that exclusion. I see. And you'll be paying U.S. tax on that full amount of what you earn up to that, you know, the exclusion amount while you're there in the UAE. So it's very important to plan accordingly. I'm very hesitant to ever advise a client on revoking the exclusion. There has to be, first off, intention has to be definitely thought Mm -hmm. about, and there's definitely specific requirements and and considerations that you want to come into play. It's definitely doable, but you have to be very careful with yeah. your planning because um, it could, you, you, the little benefit that you're going to get from contributing into a Roth um, and having that, you know, tax-free growth or tr- contributing into a traditional, you would end up paying much, much more in actual taxation okay. if you did not have that exclusion. How about other questions that kind of come to mind as you're chatting about this? Um, First of all, I know you don't you don't write the tax code. Do you think it's the intention of the IRS to that their expectation is that most Americans would claim that, or is it is that a is that is that not? I mean, is do you do you have an opinion on that or not? Do you understand my question? Absolutely. Traditionally, um, traditionally the exclusion was like that default when you went abroad you claim the exclusion and you know that's the the, the way you know it was just a traditional that's what you the way you went i would say there was is during the there was a, a tax reform it was probably over 10 years ago that it actually adjusted the this tax reform that came through it actually adjusted the way the the tax calculation was done in terms of the exclusion how it was how it was taken off, whether it be on the, over the lower brackets of income, over the higher brackets of income, and when they made the IRS made that adjustment, there became a little bit more planning involved into whether you did claim the exclusion or you didn't claim the the exclusion. Okay. So traditionally, it was something that you would you would take and on a pretty regular basis, and that was kind of a core default kind of election that an individual would make. In certain cases, especially if you're going to a higher taxing jurisdiction, it might not necessarily be 
the, the exact right route to go. There can be some planning there. And that's another thing I always advise my clients on is it's definitely something to review proactively ahead of the game, look at the situation and never really go into it just Hey, we're going to go this way and not really review the yeah. consequences on both sides. One final question about this. Do you have any idea of what percentage of Americans might be not claiming? Mark, I wish I, I, I wish I had that crystal ball to kind of get into that. I mean, that's something the IRS could probably have stats on that could come but out. But you don't, yeah. So I would say the majority still do um, claim the exclusion. Um, benefits there, you know, it, I would say would the you, majority still do. Would there you say the significant majority? Yeah, I, I would sit there and say I, I'd go on that. that okay. Not, yeah. not everyone. Um, there's cases where that does not make sense and it, you know, just claiming foreign foreign tax credits is a better, better option. Um, but you know, for the most part, I think, you know, the, sure. the exclusion is a, is a good bet. Okay, great. Hey, thanks a lot, Ian. Appreciate uh, your time again. Excellent, Mark. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Plan Vision podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.